Hey, 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 it's me, Katie here. Grab a notebook, add a cuppa, and join me in the sociology staff room. Hello, um, good morning, good evening, welcome to the sociology staff room. I'm Katie Tyler, and we've got a guest today, Sarah, who's going to talk about her, your wealth of experience. So first of all, thank you for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Um, hello. So first of all, before we start, I'm, I'm not going to obviously, you know, disclose how many years, but it's extensive amount of experience. It's, it's the 25 year plus sort of range of experience of teaching sociology, which is great because experience is is something that and the wisdom that comes from that is, is so useful. So tell me, first of all, a little bit about yourself and, you know, your teaching and learning experience up until this point. Um. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting one. Um, I kind of was that kind of person that threw myself into all sorts of things. So I, I started off in an all-girls boarding school in North Wales, but I trained in London. And then I ended up um, in challenging schools in London, setting up behaviour units. But along the way, always teaching sociology and usually sociology A-level. Um, so yeah, it's been yeah, it's been quite an experience. Um, I can't believe uh, how the years have flown by actually. But uh, I'm in a sixth form college now, uh, living the dream as, as far as I'm concerned, because I then get to focus on one age group and um, you know sociology, um, and it has allowed me to really sort of um, you know dig deep and, and become more uh, of an expert as much as uh, anyone could be. Um, and also, yeah, it's a great age to teach, and uh, I'm very fortunate in, in that respect. Oh, amazing. There's a range of experience there. It's so with, with sociology and coming into teaching, you said, like, although you've sort of set up behavioural units in the past and obviously worked uh, and trained in different environments, um, what brought you to sociology and kept you stuck to sociology throughout this period of time? I, I, again, I feel, I feel really lucky, actually, because um, my journey many, many years ago was that I, yeah, I was like a lot of uh, teenagers, didn't, didn't know what I really wanted to do. Um, I left school not having done that that successfully, really, and and had to add to my uh, GCSEs. And I took sociology, and and I just I just liked it straight away. Um, you know, it just kind of fitted with my brain and and the way it worked. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just continues to be interesting. Um, I get bored quite easily, and I just find that sociology's always got something. You can go in a different direction, and. Um, and the government are great. They're always doing things that we can, you know, add to our lessons and <laughs> prove our point. They're, they're kind of like that. Um, you know, lockdown, illegal lockdown parties and all that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it just, um, yeah, I just thought I love it. And um, I'd always work with young people as well. I'd always been a babysitter or, you know, um, worked with, with younger people in other um, various ways. So it just seemed a natural fit, really. Um, as I say, I feel quite lucky, but in that respect. Oh, amazing. It's, it seems like come Fred, the sort of people we've sort of had on the on the podcast, people we've spoken to, often say that they've fallen in love with it for a variety of reasons. One of the common things they keep saying is that it sort of just resonated with them uh, and also mm -hmm. like the fact that the sociology keeps on changing and keeps them sort of fresh, yeah. which is, is so important, you know. Like, I, I mean, the students think it's bizarre that I'm sort of always changing my resources each year and I'm like, well, there's always social change and there's always something going on. So, you know, all the census data is, is coming out at the moment. So I'm sort of amending all my resources to sort of uh, highlight that and all the sort of data that goes with that. Mm -hmm. um, so there's, it's a great thing. And I think it's great that with your 20 years plus experience that you still feel that way, that you still enjoy it and you, you still love it. So those people that I suppose 
I suppose talking to those people that are new to sociology teaching or new to teaching and maybe this is their second subject that actually there are those of us out there that, that still love teaching and the profession which I know that you know there's been lots of it's been quite a turbulent couple of years within teaching but the sociology is, is the thing that keeps us excited so like what lessons you know obviously wisdom is a great thing but what lessons have you learned from being a teacher not obviously lessons as in maybe sociology lessons but what things have you you know learned from all the sort of I suppose changes we've had in sociology obviously governmental changes spec changes Ofsted changes what sort of what lessons have you learned from that it's, a, it's an interesting uh, question. I think essentially it hasn't changed hugely. Um, but I think, you know, we have, as teachers have changed. Um, we always knew to sort of, you know, steer students in the, in the, the you know, in terms of skills, etc. that, you know, vitally important. But I think that um, we've got better at that. Um, you know, so I think that's, you know, one of the things that's kind of changed and, and, and certainly one of the things that, that I've learned uh, over the over the years. Um, and, you know, in terms of, you know, the, the, the textbooks, there's so much content. That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you were saying updating mm. your resources and the way to sort of deliver that to students. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. And, you know, how much should they learn? And do they need all the sociologists and the spec, you know, gives us doesn't give us that much really, does it? But yeah, I would say, uh, you know, less is more. And um, I think that's where you get to after years of doing it, you, you give them, you know, less things, but uh, more pertinent things. And, and, and as you mentioned, that might change. Um, but um, I think that's a key thing. And, um, you know, it's easy for students, uh, for a lot of students to get quite overwhelmed. Um, so, you know, I have a bit of a thing, you know, three bits of sociology, a paragraph, uh, definitely could get you sort of a, you know, a high B. Um, and, um, you know, for lots of them, that's, you know, that's what, where they're aiming at. Um, so that's one of the things, um, you know, that I'd say. And I think another thing that I was, I was thinking about pondering that this week, actually, when students say they, um, the very small minority of students that, that might not like sociology, actually, and one of them actually said this to me to, when I asked her, she answered it, that um, when they say they don't like sociology, actually they're just finding it difficult. And I think that to circle back to that amount of content you've got, you know, it's, you know, if you just go straight for the textbooks is overwhelming. Um, you know, back in the day, it was Harold Lambus. Oh, you know, I've still got mine. Still got mine from the uh, the nineties up there. I feel like I need to prove it. Uh, <laughs> in arm's reach. Um, there we go. From when oh, I was yeah. at, at, at college and did my A levels myself, I still have it. Although I potentially should have given it back. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we've got various ones. Indeed, indeed. I mean, they, I remember the first time I read it personally I was like oh my goodness I don't know <laughs> imagine how many pages it's got like thousands of pages it's really it's thin paper um so yeah how many pages yeah it's got 1700 plus pages so um there's a lot a lot there for a student to take on um so yeah content I definitely would agree with that. I think that's something I've myself I've reflected on that each year though I'm adding and amending I'm taking away as well um you know, mm. if I'm going to put in a statistic, I'm obviously taking away a statistic as well. And I think as well, it's thinking the the end goal where you're getting at. And sometimes I think sometimes you're looking at it and think, oh, I could cover all of this. But actually, you might be covering it already a little bit 
so it's thinking where you can trim things down because you've covered it already, um, particularly with those synopticity that's sort of coming through. Um, yeah, and the words you said about overwhelmed, I think definitely, definitely is, is so, so being aware of students being overwhelmed as well. I think sometimes it's, um, it's reminding them that it's, and it's such a cheesy concept, but it's a journey. <laughs> Yeah, learning journey indeed. But it really is, though. I mean, I, I always find it quite interesting. Students um, just before their exams, like, oh yeah, no, I really like this textbook. You know, this is this is uh, sorry, revision book, and um, this is the one for me. And I'm like, yeah, that that is where you're at now. But you know, you needed to go from the the more in depth information, trim it down, look at it, be taught it, and all that kind of thing. So. And we use flip learning. I think pr pretty much everyone does now, don't they? And I think that's been a real game changer as well, actually. It's very, um, you can really tell when you've, when you've used that in the class um, and when you sort of, if you, for whatever reason, and there's a glitch in the matrix, I, I like to say, and you go cold turkey and you haven't, there isn't, hasn't been flip learning, it's, it's a different ball game. So I think that's one of the major sort of game changers as a teacher and, and for students learning as well, um, that chance for them. And it, and it gives them more independence and ownership. Um, and it's more about, you know, how they are taking their learning rather than, you know, us giving it to them, which I think was how it used to be. So that's that's been interesting to see, actually, over over the years. Mm, definitely. Friend. Yeah, definitely. I think that's something you just said right at the beginning when you start talking about it was it's not so much that the there's been changes external from you it's how we've responded to those changes so i suppose change is always going to happen um but actually it's how we respond to that so like obviously being aware of the content and what we're covering um and in addition to that being aware of students being potentially overwhelmed but also the last point is encouraging that flip learning i think sometimes i think people are afraid to do it uh, particularly when you're you know early on in your career or potentially even in an academic year where i get sort of a little bit worried about doing it just before um the exam period I'm sort of arraying things back in again because I think my own anxiety is is taking mm -hmm. over and I'm like oh I get a bit more chalk and talky at that point I'm like <laughs> right let's try and control the parameters a little bit um but yes yeah, so it's really important things there to think about what about just you know we I'm saying we I'm including myself I've been I've been teaching for about 20 years now as well sociology and um you know, things are going to change. And I know they don't change much, but we've had, like, we've seen a couple of, I can't even count how many spec changes I've seen, probably four or mm. five, maybe. I can't, I've sort of lost count um, in the spec changes. You've got spec changes and obviously Ofsted and their requir requirement changes. Uh, and that's a feature. And obviously there's going to be governmental changes as well. You know, we've seen, um, without getting all political, we've seen obviously the impact that the reformers of Gove have put on our education system. Yeah. What do you say to those sort of newer to teach, not necessarily young teachers, because people come into teaching at different stages in their in their life, but people new to teaching, uh, particularly sociology, what would be your sort of advice to them potentially? Well, um, in terms of the spec, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think that spec changes previously, I mean, they're always about you know, what's appropriate for the current time. Um, but I know one of the major changes was where they were sort of getting rid of subjects they didn't think were, um, you know, I don't know, I guess, glibly sort of meaty enough. But, um, you know, our spec, there's so much sociology in it, we were kind of safe in that respect, weren't we? But, um, but I think in terms of the spec, you know, I've noticed that they've taken out things like... Um, you know, uh, ideas such as cultural deprivation linked to ethnicity and, and what have you. And I think that, you know, I, I hadn't really thought it until more recently, the last couple of years, but I feel like in sociology, we can 
you know, we can be almost, you know, we're generalizing too much and we're kind of reinforcing some, you know, we're in danger of reinforcing negative stereotypes sometimes. And I'm glad actually the spec has kind of responded to that because um, that has been, a, you know, a more recent concern, um, you know, personally, and I know of some of my colleagues. Um, I think that in terms if I was um, newer to the profession, um, you know, students always want to cut corners. They're like, well, do we have to learn this? And, you know, whatever, whatever. And um, what I'm sort of thinking about the exam board is that they are increasingly um, harder to second guess. Um, and, you know, the, there will be that question that's kind of on the, what might seem at the fringes of the textbook or the spec, but it does have to be covered because, you know, they could ask a question on it and you're, you're just, you know, um, you, you know, you, you just feel like you've let the students down. Um, have it, that said, there are some theories that maybe some of us teach um, on the theory part, you know, that comes under sort of action theories, you know, you can, again, that overwhelming, um, aspect of the students I just you know for newer teachers double check um, if you've got that kind of cohort um, that you know that you do definitely need to maybe spend some time on that because it might not be as helpful and um, you know we I mean we, the way we do our flip learning now is uh, must should could so we kind of um, tier them by ability and, and to match the spec because some of that sort of more outlying type theories that not everybody, you know, will engage with or, or will be able to engage with or need to engage with. Um, you know, it's it, there's something there for everyone. So um, that's what I would say about the spec, really. Um, yeah. And lovely responses, like you said, to your co cohort with students as well, like I think yeah. as well. Um, I think as well as that, as I think it was a talk the other day on the sort of Facebook check, I think it's it's worth going back to that teacher guide. You know, obviously they took it on, they put it on, I suppose what examples you're, you're with, obviously, but you know, yeah. the teacher guide, you, you've got the specification, but you've also got that teacher guide, haven't you, there that um, gives you that sort of a little bit more in depth than just one line. <laughs> There's a little bit more depth of the treatment there um, and making sure that sort of ticked off as well. Because I think there's discussions around, do we teach, do we teach that? But actually it's not it's not on the teacher guide. So it might be in the textbook, but it's not necessarily on that teacher guide. So Yeah, no, I saw that thread as well, actually. Yeah, it got me thinking a bit about it, interestingly, but yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think, I don't know, would you, I mean, maybe um, it's not for you to sort of feedback about the exam board, but I think that, you know, in my mind, because the students and the teachers have so much more available to them, so that's been a major change. And, um, you know, I think the exam board have to kind of respond to that a little bit. You know, there are trackers that, um, <laughs> you know, that, that track all the questions and, you know, they're sort of, so I think, you know, that's, you know they they've had to respond to that really um and sort of trying to find you know more interesting ways to ask the questions but that's always been you know the difficulty in sociology isn't it the, and, and many subjects the way that the questions are phrased and their ability to sort of mix and match or, and to be that higher order thinking so um yeah i think you can really see that in some of the questions this year especially mm. probably any year to be fair more recently yeah, definitely. I always think uh, predict the unpredictable, I think, is just, you know, not it's almost like don't predict because you just can't. I think, yeah. like you said, the more niche dip stuff could come up, but they also could repeat anything from repeated again. So I think it's like you said, covering, making cover, you cover the specification, That that's the key. Um, and obviously utilising, as you've said already, that the flipped learning. Um, 
so so important to maximize the time that's available because like you said it's very content rich sociology um and like you said it's right, right at the beginning is is trimming down some of that stuff that you you know do if do you need five names that say the one thing sometimes it's like you know like sometimes you give like five studies to the students but actually one will suffice or a couple um because obviously some some studies become more popular than others and you phase out other ones rather than sort of keep them on your like list of studies do you really like you said like cultural yeah. deprivation theories maybe less relevant obviously they have sort of gone away but then we've got work from uh see well that talks about sort of similar things as well in regards to sort of role mm. models and aspirations so it's just keeping it i suppose contemporary what about ofsted what sort of i mean i assume that you've gone through um specification uh, not only specification changes but obviously ofsted changes and have been sort of involved in ofsted inspections what's your sort of top tip to sort of responding to those I think I mean I've, I'm um, luckily had really you know positive experiences um, of Ofsted in uh, generally in my time. Um, you know they've they've often you know been very sort of generous and non-threatening. I mean I think that um, you know that if they can sort of um, come in, um, you know they see where you're going and um, you know they're usually quite positive about sociology. I think because it it ticks a lot of boxes. Um, you know, in terms of the whole student. Um, so you're dealing, um, you know, with, you know, all sorts of things that, you know, Ofsted, um, you know, like us to be sort of dealing with students, looking at, um, you know, issues, etc. cetera. So, um, you know, Ofsted is, yeah, that's all I can say. And I think, you know, as well, um, you know, Ofsted's changed a lot. You know, it used to come in and most teachers would be seen and it was, you know, um, you'd know for about, you know, four to six weeks. So you, you'd all be on your your knees by the time they actually arrive so the new quick in, uh, inspections are um you know I, I think nothing to worry about um as i said because and i think people um coming into the room um you know if they're not a sociology specialist um you know they can click into what you're doing quite easily uh, and can see the benefit of it so i think i think we're onto a winner really with sociology that's that's my sort of view mm, um, I, I totally agree with you like i, I think like you said, when you look at the sort of Ofsted framework, um, I think we hit a lot unintentionally, like hit a lot of the expectations, the framework, you know, requirements, things like you said, looking at diversity and equality, but also those critical high order thinking skills and that sort of like yeah, independence of learning. And there's so much that goes on in a sociology lesson that really from a good, strong pedagogy, we sort of deliver anyhow, because we're you know, checking understanding, we're pushing the students thinking, we're getting to think independently, we're doing the metacognition, so much is going on in a lesson um, that maybe other subjects may find it harder to do, which, you know, we we have that sort of toolbox in front of us. If you were to go back in time, and you know, we are reflective as, as practitioners, I know you can't change the past, we're all at this sort of time of the year anyhow, we're thinking what we change, what we do differently. Um, I, I know I do that every year and I'm like, I was looking at sort of stuff that I taught this year and I was like, do I re it's like it's like resequencing. He's like, do I resequence, do I not resequence things, you know, like within a topic? Um, that's what I'm thinking about. But I don't think there is a way. I think because it is so synoptic, it doesn't matter mm. what order you teach it, it all has to be covered and then you have to revisit it again um anyhow. So like it's particularly with that new ten marker, you have to sort of I say new, it's old now, but you have to teach everything again anyhow or, or look at those mm. leaks. Um but yeah, I mean, get reflective. Obviously, after sort of couple, 
couple of years you, you become more and more used to specification but obviously with 20 plus years experience if you were to go back in time and say to yourself this is my bit of advice for you what would it be i mean more generally i guess rather than um about you know you, you're also talking about sort of preparing for 10 markers i i think it's an interesting point actually and when i used to deliver the specification um, i always used to spend um too long on it that was, you know, always ran out of time, you know, because I, I worried that, you know, did the students sort of get it, you know, and I'd spend longer on it until I felt like more people did and all that kind of thing. I mean, I still want to achieve that now, of course. But um, like you were saying, you've got to revisit it anyway. And I think it's better to go over it quickly and then revisit it. So that's definitely something um, that that I've learned. And I, and I just feel as well. Um, you know, the, the message that I now sort of say to them is that, you know, organisation is, is key uh, and keeping up to date, um, you know, circling back to the other issues of it um, being, I mean, you said content rich, which is, I think, better than my content heavy. But um, but really, you know, one of the things I um, tend to do now way more than I ever did is, is get out and speak to the students um, and you know have a look at their work a lot and um you know ask them questions and and more generally how they're getting on in that kind of thing so i spend a lot more time nowadays than i ever used to um you know just you know getting behind from behind the desk uh, desk rather and speaking directly to the students and i find that you know um a make sure they're doing the work of course that's really important but um you know just um challenging any sort of misconceptions um and but also quietly giving them ideas about how to to do better um because i mean where i'm at at the moment um you know it's a sixth form college two over two thousand students um i teach over a hundred and um they don't they don't often say that they're struggling and they don't you know they don't really sort of yeah they don't want to say they don't want to sort of you know um you know, be saying that in front of everybody else. So, um, you know, that's in terms of the, you know, you know, the way that I've changed over the years. And I would tell my old self to worry less, <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, it all kind of mainly works out in the end. And, um, you know, if you're doing the right sorts of things. Um, so making the students happy, I think, is really key to all of that. Um, you know, before I was probably, it was all about the content and what I'm teaching, where now, as I think it's more about, um, you know, student welfare or students' understanding. So, um, but, you know, the obvious sort of, uh, you know, plan it, uh, planning questions with them, modelling them uh, with them as well, um, and doing, you know, um, doing exam questions in front of them um, is also where the real magic happens, you know, so doing it being confident do a lot more of that you know that's that's you know students just really click into that um, and that really helps them oh definitely it's a lot there you know I think worry less is really really important I think that's the message for anyone that's any any point yeah. in their teaching career I think every every if you're I think for me anyone that does care about teaching and learning um, will always be bothered you know I think it's the point when you're not bothered completely um yeah. there may be that's the difference but i think there's always gonna be an element of worry um yeah. but not excessive i think like you said uh, and then also you said like getting around to the students a lot more moving around checking understanding like you said lots of students won't won't flag up in front of their peers if they find it particularly difficult and uh, like you said check understanding but also misconceptions and obviously model answers on my goals but also modeling them in front of the students as well mm -hmm. so sort of wealth of things you know that are out there so mm -hmm. you know i think that's what we're lucky about with the sort of 
the, the Facebook group we've got is that people feel safe enough to sort of that sort of psychological safety really to put out questions and go oh is this would you spend this long or how long and I think it's hard like you said so, uh, sort of early on in the conversation with some of the, sort of the specification points whatever example you're working on they're quite mm -hmm. limited so it's really understanding that depth of treatment and like you said sometimes you spend too long and it's only with experience that you think actually I don't need to spend as long because I want to revisit socialization probably about 20 times over, yeah. if not more throughout the year um you're not going to just look at once never look at it again it's the same with those sort of like debates as well structure versus action mm -hmm. it's something that's consistent all the way through so um but thank you for your time and thank you for your wealth of knowledge and thank you for the contributions you've been making to to your students in studying sociology. I think it's such an important subject, like you said, and it keeps everyone on their toes as well. So, um, but definitely worry less. I will definitely like, keep that at the back burner yeah. as well. But oh, thank you for your time and enjoy your summer holidays. Not long now, so. I will indeed. Um, yes, I'm kind of looking forward to that. <laughs> after some exam board marking, but after that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, you take care and look after yourself. Thank you. I will do. Thank you very thank much. Bye-bye. Bye. The Sociology Staff Room is brought to you by tutor to you Sociology. Find us at tutor2u.net forward slash sociology or follow us on Twitter at tutor2usoc or Instagram at tutor2usoc. You can also join our very lively Facebook groups for sociology teachers. See you soon.